Stephanie Laska. Welcome to the Dirty Lazy Keto Podcast. I lost 140 pounds by continuing to enjoy my favorite light beer, tortillas, and chocolate. I believe you can have your sugar-free cake and eat it too. You don't have to be perfect on the keto diet to be successful at losing weight. Your journey on Dirty Lazy Keto, it starts today. The dirty keto diet. We all know it's very appealing, especially for beginners. Um, well, because the dirty keto diet gives us the same keto diet weight loss results, but with a lot more fun, right? You're probably wondering why I have a bunch of fast food stuff over here. That's totally a dirty keto food, totally a dirty keto lifestyle. So we're going to dive into this topic a little bit more. Um, so if you are curious about how dirty keto foods, dirty keto diet foods, if you're curious about how those can help you to lose weight or maybe even hurt how you lose weight, then you are in the right spot. Okay. Because they're not, it's not just a free for all. We can't just be having all these things. Can we? I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping we can have a more of an honest discussion with a ton of show and tell about um, dirty keto diet foods because they may not all be cracked up to be fabulous. So I think we're in the right place, okay? So thumbs up if you guys like to see a lot of show and tell when it comes to dirty keto foods. Maybe get some new ideas, because I have four buckets worth to show you today. Lots of dirty keto diet foods to show you, um, to give you ideas and inspiration and maybe just even thought-provoking, because we have to have a little bit of an honest discussion about dirty keto. So I know you guys know this, but during my weight loss journey, I'm going to show you my picture, uh, but during, during my dirty keto weight loss journey, I lost 140 pounds, um, but I didn't do it just eating clean. I've been very honest about this, about the types of dirty keto foods that I enjoyed, lazy keto foods that I enjoyed, and for me, it made a huge difference. I mean, obviously, it's been almost a decade. I've been able to keep my weight off. But you can see, it made the difference. I mean, for me, it was almost like a lifeline. I like to think about it, you know, like I was almost drowning in a way. And the dirty keto diet foods were almost my life preserver. So for me, it made a big difference. And that's why I feel passionately about it. Um, but at the same time, things have changed a little bit since when I first started. And there's a lot more options today, which can get you into some trouble. So I want to talk about that too. Um, a fun little tidbit, which you may not know, is that one time I was interviewed on Playboy. I know, Playboy. No pictures, no pictures. But Playboy wanted to talk to me more about dirty keto diet foods. Truth. I even have my article teed up here on my phone so I can show you. Let's see here. Can you see it at the top? It says playboy.com. I know. My husband is so proud of that. Whatever. Um, it's kind of funny. Anyway, the article is about long live the bacon, and I will make sure to provide a link to it so that way you can check it out. But basically, Playboy wanted to interview me as a weight loss success story for someone who was enjoying dirty keto diet foods and not going crazy and overboard. And the article from Playboy also had another person who was arguing against it and saying dirty keto diet foods were horrible. 
Um, they were also saying that all the fats from dirty keto diet were like all saturated and were going to kill us all. And we were all just super unhealthy. Obviously, they were not in my camp, right? Uh, but the article is interesting. It kind of goes back and forth and shares different perspectives. So I'm very proud of that random, random little tidbit is that I was the person defending the dirty keto diet and food and lifestyle. Um, but I do think it can be confusing. You know, I mentioned I've got some fast food over here. I think when most people hear dirty keto or dirty keto diet foods, they immediately start thinking, you know, kind of like in Playboy, they start thinking about fast food and garbage and, you know, high fat, high saturated fat or poor quality meats. Um, in general, people do make a lot of assumptions. They have myths. And let's just face it, it's it's there's no real clear answer out there. There's a lot of myths, a lot of wrong information. So I want to make sure to clear that up for you guys today. I don't want you, especially if you're a beginner uh, with dirty keto, I don't want you to feel like this is what it's all about because it's really so much more. So I want to clear that up and then offer maybe a little bit more advice. Does that sound like a good idea? Should I wear these the whole time? Thumbs up? Yes? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That would be really obnoxious. But, you know, I do like my props. So let's start off by just kind of talking more about what are dirty keto diet foods. Um, I'll go into some specifics. Um, number two, I'm going to focus on how the dirty keto diet helps with weight loss. Not necessarily from fast food. Um, but I'm going to talk about how it helps you, the benefits. Um, number three, I want to talk about the cons, like the, the dangers, the dangers of eating too many or certain dirty keto diet foods. And then at the very end of our time together today, number four, I'm going to wrap up with a fun demonstration of how to make the ultimate dirty keto cookies. And I'll provide a link for the next video um, for you guys to learn how to make dirty keto fried chicken. So doesn't that sound like fun? I think so. Let's get started. All right. So we got some drinks here. We've got some soda. I'm going to move these out the way because I think I made my point about it being a lot more than just fast food. There's a whole lot more to dirty keto and foods. But you know what? There's different degrees of dirtiness. I know that sounds kind of silly, but it's true. Like, for example... You know, we talked about the fast food already, but what about like healthy food? Like no one's ever talking about dirty keto in regards to like a head of lettuce. <laughs> You're all, what? You're all, rrr, rrr. is she talking about eating clean? No, I want to give you an example here. Like some people have a definition that eating clean, you have to be perfect with strict keto. Some people have an opinion you have to buy, you know, all organic type produce. And check this out. This is something I bought the other day. See if I can open it. This is a live butter lettuce organic. And look, are you serious? Look at my lettuce. It comes with a plug of hair and dirt so I can plant it in the ground. I mean, it's kind of cute. I'll give you that. But really, I mean, is this going to make a big difference in my life? if I buy this kind of lettuce with that weird plug of dirt, or if I buy this kind of lettuce. Which one would you rather buy or which one would you choose for your salad? Would you buy the organic lettuce with the weird plug? 
or would you buy maybe a lettuce kit or would you buy something else? So share in the comments because I'm curious. But here's the deal. I consider this to be dirty keto. And the reason why is if I look on the back, there's a million and one ingredients that maybe I can't pronounce. Yes, there's probably some chemicals. It's processed. It's not organic, but it's pre-washed and it has a salad dressing already included. And it sounds pretty convenient to me. I might choose this one personally. What about you? I just think that sometimes we stress about trying to eat clean and eat perfect. And then we're left doing a bunch of extra work. Yes, it might make you feel better about yourself. You might feel like all fancy. But really, is that going to help you lose weight any faster? I don't personally think so. And you know, the standards are all over the place. Some people think, oh, well, you know, I went to the farmer's market. I did my grocery shopping with no pesticides. You know, I came home and I bought huge ears of cauliflower. And now I'm going to churn some butter. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that sounds like a lot of work to me. I don't necessarily need to buy all organic, all fresh, all farm to table, yada yadas. If that's important to you, you can do that. Like no one said dirty keto is bad or good. It just is. It's an option. Sometimes you might shop at the farmer's market. Sometimes you might shop at Walmart superstore. You can do that too. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. In fact, maybe you want to take some ultimate dirty shortcuts and instead of buying ahead of cauliflower, you might be buying cauliflower rice already made for you. I know, isn't this amazing? What a fun little find. I got this at the 99 cent only store. And let me tell you, I bought them all. I really did. It's all in my cabinet. I also buy a lot of frozen rice cauliflower because I don't have time to like get out my food processor and clean the blades and all that in between churning butter. Okay, that was a joke, bad joke. But I just don't have time for that. I'm not interested in that. So for me, this is an example of dirty keto that might surprise you. It's definitely not fast food, right? So there's degrees of dirty keto. You know, some people are really passionate about parts of dirty keto, but then not others. For example, I hear a lot of folks get really excited about their fat sources. Um, we talked about that in the Playboy article. For example, this is um, organic coconut oil. Ooh, fancy. But then other people are like, I don't really care about that. I'm going to get my imperial mar margin out. Now, I realize this particular product might cause you a lot of reaction. And I did that for a reason. Obviously, I'm trying to make a point. I'm not saying do one or the other. I'm just saying do you. You have to do what's right for you, your family, your budget, your lifestyle. Who knows what's healthy and what's not these days? You know, a lot of people who are strict keto, they'll tell you, oh, you have to buy, you know, Kerrygold butter. And it's pricey. Now, it took me years, years before I found this Kerrygold butter everyone was talking about. And I did try it because I was like, what is all the fuss? And then I also tried my Walmart butter and my Costco butter. And I'm like, is there a difference? I mean, you tell me what you think in the comments. I'd be curious your thoughts. For me, I was like, eh, <laughs> eh, I don't know. It just didn't seem to be that exciting to me. Another um, point where people kind of get really excited and passionate 
um, regarding dirty keto foods is mayonnaise. For some reason, this like makes people all crazy. They'll be like, oh, you have to have the non-soybean, the this, the that. And if this is one of you and you're having a strong reaction, put it in the comments. You know, share why you feel that way. Maybe there's a reason, I don't know. But personally, I just buy whatever mayonnaise is on sale. I'm not really, you know, excited about that. But I know a lot of people are. So share what your thoughts are on mayonnaise, on butter, on the quality of oil, and using lard for cooking. Let's get a read for how our audience is today. Personally, I would rather feel like I have what I need, I can afford it, it's available, and not be so stressed about all the little details. I'm more of a big picture person focused on, for me, I wanted to lose weight. And I was kind of willing to take some shortcuts and maybe not be so perfect along the way. I was more focused on this part. Now I realize there's a cost to doing that. So don't get me wrong. Don't be writing me some hate mail. Okay, don't be writing me the hate mail because you're probably right. I'm just going to be real. But I am curious, um, you know, what kind of dirty keto foods are you eating? Are you eating kind of more of the convenience foods like I'm sharing or are you eating something altogether different? Let's kind of share and maybe provide some examples um, and put that in the comments because, you know, it means dirty keto, different to different people. So let's kind of share and see where we're all at. Sound good? We've already been through a whole bucket so far. Are you having fun? Do you like show and tell? Let me know in the comments because it's so much work. I take apart my whole house and bring it all upstairs. So I want to know if you like it because I like it. I think show and tell is fun. kind of makes it come alive a little bit. Don't you think? But uh, the bottom line is, do you have to shop at a farmer's market or the Walmart superstore to be perfect and lose weight faster than the next guy? I don't know. Tell me your opinion. Um, you know, it can be an excuse sometimes. People will say, well, that's not where I live and we don't have that keto food and that diet. It can be a real problem. So next I want to go to transition a little bit more of a stronger opinion. The second bucket here is all about my dirty keto foods that for me on my journey, these really helped me with my weight loss, like super duper helped. First of all, I'm going to show this one again. <laughs> Don't laugh, but for me being able to have diet soda of any kind, it was important to me. And this helped me to keep strong and keep eating low carb and keep eating keto because I knew I could have sugar-free soda whenever I wanted. For me, it really helped me lose weight. I know that's funny. Another thing that helped me was like energy drinks. <laughs> I told you I'm going to get dirty keto foods today, but um, energy drinks like Red Bull, sugar-free, Monster, Bang. I like them. I don't have them all the time, but maybe one or two on the weekend. I know, judge if you want to. For me, it kind of helped me stay strong, made me feel like a normal person, and it helped me stay on track. For me, it was really important when I was having, you know, uh, dirty keto foods to feel like I wasn't missing out. So for me, okay, this will make you laugh again, but it was important to me when I'm with my friends, when I'm hanging out, it's Friday night. You know, I want to be able to have um, a Michelob Ultra beer if I want to. Yes, this is a very big beer. 
And just so you know, this is uh, three grams of net carbs for 12 ounces, or for this big tall boy here, which is very classy, uh, this is six grams of net carbs. But there's nothing wrong with alcohol, I don't think. And I wanted to be able to have a cocktail. Um, maybe you like the seltzers, you know, the, the White Claw, maybe you're interested in the, the Bud Light seltzers. This one here is two grams of net carbs for 12 ounces or four for the classy whole can. Did I make you laugh? Come on. So do you drink alcohol and you're trying to lose weight? I'm curious. If you're brave enough to share, tell us your current drink. Maybe you're more of a wine person. You know, Pinot Grigio is a lower carb wine. Um, this only has three grams of net carbs for a four ounce uh, standard serving. Who drinks four ounces of wine? <laughs> Come on, are you laughing? Okay, and then for my really serious dirty keto folks, um, you should know that the hard liquors that are not flavored, like vodka or tequila, uh, gin, all of these regular old hard liquors are zero net carbs per uh, shot serving, and which is like four ounces. So, or is it four ounces? I might've gone too high in that one. <laughs> per shot serving, whatever that is. So there you go. And I have a whole video on that if you're wanting to learn more about alcohol and dirty keto specifically. But for me, you know, being able to have foods, um, you know, that are made, that taste sweet, that are more familiar to me, that are like tasting like I'm used to, like I can make a dirty keto dessert and I can use monk fruit or, you know, Splenda or something that makes it sweet and kind of makes me feel like, oh yeah, this is normal. Um, you know, I have a cupcake here on the cover of the Dirty Lazy Keto Cookbook. And, you know, sometimes in life you need a dang cupcake. And that's, I want it to look just like a normal cupcake. And I want it to taste like a normal cupcake. I want to be able to serve it, eat it in front of other people and not feel like I'm on a diet. So for me, having products, dirty keto products like monk fruit or other sugar-free sweeteners on hand, you know, for me, that was critical. That's what helped me lose 140 pounds. I wanted to indulge once in a while too. I don't always want to feel like I'm missing out and that's okay. Um, I, I know I've sh I should buy stock and Jell-O because all I talk about is Jell-O. Love it, love it, love it. I don't necessarily want to have like cheesecake every night or a higher carb, high calorie <clears throat> type of dessert. And I feel like that's where the sugar-free Jell-O comes in. It's like the most easiest dirty keto product in America. I buy it in bulk on Amazon. But here is a wonderful sugar-free Jell-O parfait that I bought at the dollar store. I know, right? And all it is is just whipped cream mixed with sugar-free Jell-O. You can sprinkle some nuts on there and it tastes like a sundae. But that's important. I needed to feel like I could have a little excitement in my life. And dirty keto products like those helped me Stay, stay on stay on track. Um, now, I don't like to recommend a lot of dirty keto products per se, but there's one I have to, I just have to recommend. I love sugar-free pancake syrup. Love it. Like when I was little, I would have the Eggo waffles and my plate and I'd have so much syrup that it would like be brimming. It was like drowning the waffle. So I know that's very sad and you're judging me, but I love syrup. So now I like to buy the sugar-free syrup. There's a ton of different 
products out there. Uh, I just grabbed this one out of my fridge. Um, but Lacanta makes one, Chocsero makes one, Mrs. Butterworth. There's a lot of different brands. I recommend you shop around and figure out which one works for you. Um, or you can always make it yourself. I do have a recipe. It's very simple and easy to make in the five ingredient cookbook. So don't call me and be like, we don't have those products where I live. You don't have to buy them at your local store. You can make them yourself. But some of these things were like training wheels for me. Like I know, especially when I first started, dirty keto products like um, low carb tortillas, so essential. It's kind of like training wheels for me. I needed products like this to learn how to get myself off bread. I could make chips with these. I could do lettuce wraps, um, enchiladas, burritos, sandwiches, you name it. But it really helped me to feel like, okay, I'm not eating bread, so what do I do? Like I needed that little step therapy. It sounds like a medicine, but but really, I needed that. But dirty keto doesn't have to be so like chemically. Um, you know, I shared earlier about the cauliflower, but I think dirty keto can also be about convenience. For example, these are celery sticks that are already washed and already cut. You can buy these at the grocery store. They sell them at Walmart. That's always my litmus test whether I should recommend something or not. But look, you can just buy it on your lunch hour if you're stopping while traveling. Um, get out a pretty one. Look at that, ready to go. You don't have to wash it, you don't have to do anything. You're good to go. So instead of necessarily reaching for that fast food, there are other, other dirty keto options available. Totally should not have taken that bite. But I love celery so much. So yummy. Now, what about cheese? Like strict keto people will tell you, you can't have shredded cheese. They'll freak out on you. Strict keto people will. They'll be like, oh, there's potato starch in there. It's like a stabilizer to keep it from clumping. Are you serious? I know there's people out there watching and listening and they're like, oh, I buy the block of cheese and then I, I grate it from hand right after I, you know, feed my grass-fed cow, and then churn butter. But I don't have time for that, so I'm gonna take a lot of shortcuts, like buying shredded cheese. I'm okay with the little potato starch. You don't have to like not take a vitamin because you're worried. My vitamin, my toothpaste, <gasps> I might have a carb. Calm down, it's okay. You can still have your vitamin. Just take a look at the label and be like, okay, I can handle it. You know, cheese, about shredded cheese or even cheese sticks, it's more than just the one carb here or there. It's more about convenience and about making this a lifestyle that's doable, that you can actually be successful at for the long haul. Like you don't wanna be on the diet, off the diet, dirty keto one week, strict keto the next, off keto Thursday, back on dirty keto Sunday. Like that's crazy craziness. So enjoy your dang cheese stick, enjoy your shredded cheese, and just move on. Like, don't stress about having to be so perfect all the time. You know, if you need to buy the cut celery for like 20 cents more or even a dollar more, you should do it. Mark my words. Is this coming home? Are you feeling kind of excited? This is like my favorite topic in the whole wide world. It really is. I like to eat. <laughs> 
There's a lot of um, keto, dirty keto foods that you might not even think of. Like I like to think about any kind of processed or commercially available foods that are going to make me stay on track, like prepared pe um, pesto. I know that a lot of you might be like, that's not dirty keto. There's no chips. There's no pizza. No, it's not. But it's a shortcut. It's made by a company. It's got a bunch of ingredients I can't pronounce. It's a commercially packaged item and it helps. You don't have to be, you know, snobby about ingredients. And I'm sorry if I'm offending you, but you don't, you know, you can include, I think, foods that are canned, that are frozen, um, you know, processed packaged foods. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Really, am I going to die from eating a can of, you know, chicken breast from Costco once in a while? Because I don't feel like cooking chicken. Like, really? Like, think about that. That doesn't make any sense. Now, you might be arguing with me in the comments, but for me, this works. This is what has helped me lose the weight. And now I realize it's not perfect, but whatever. Um, there's a lot of options when it comes to, you know, buying dirty keto foods. We talked about our celery. You might want a little dip. Yes, this is not natural, you know, nut butter. I don't really care. The carbs and a little bit of peanut butter. Is it really going to make a big difference in my life? Is it going to kill me? No, but it might help me eat my celery. So if that's important to you, then you should do it. Or maybe getting yourself to eat celery or vegetables sliced up. Maybe you need to make a little tuna salad or a chicken salad to dip it in. That's okay. You can do that and not feel guilty with dirty keto foods. I think that's what's most important. You know, we're not all going to be perfect. We don't all have personal chefs out there making our our food for us. We're not at restaurants, you know, ordering all this fancy pants stuff. Um, if I'm making a salad at home, I'm going to use some packaged salad dressing. This is dirty keto. And I'm cool with that. If I'm cooking, if I'm making like my fluffy chicken, one of my standbys that I make in the Instant Pot, you know, I'm going to add like cracked chicken, some people call it. I'm going to add ranch powder. Dirty keto. It's a quick, convenient way to get to my end goal and I say, go for it. Don't judge yourself. Don't feel guilty. That's the key part here. You know, there's so much shame associated with our eating. We're told in order to lose weight, you can't have any of this. You can't have that. You know, all this like judgy, judgy, you know, high flutin pretentiousness. You got to let go of that. If your budget or lifestyle includes some hot dogs, why not? There's a lady in uh, the Facebook support group for Dirty Lazy Keto who shared that she has one of those hot dog machines like at 7-Eleven. She said she has one in her kitchen and they're like rotating the, the sausages or hot dogs. And I'm like, that cracked me up. That made my day. I was like, can you please send me a picture of that? Why not? Life is too short. If you're trying to be perfect, Dirty Keto is probably not going to be the life for you. But there can be varying degrees of this. So embrace that. You don't have to eat the hot dogs all day like that member did. But maybe you want to take a few little shortcuts, like for example, buying your pasta sauce pre-made in a can. The no sugar added from Hunt's might be more affordable to you than buying like Rouse, which can be like six bucks a jar. I, I don't I don't buy that. I get this one at the Dollar Tree or at Walmart. Walmart, great value, has a brand similar that's very comparable and low in carbs. And that's an, an example of dirty keto in my opinion. Are you with me? Are you excited about all my 
show and tells and options. Um, and tell me too, what kind of foods you're thinking of. Cause I bet right now there's some dirty keto foods that you're thinking, well, oh yeah, that's dirty keto. Like I never thought of that. Share those in the comments. I think it really helps create community and give each other some new ideas to try. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about alcohol, but what about flavored drinks? Feel free to use an uncaffeinated source to get your electrolytes in or get your, your drinks in, your water in. These are not um, electrolyte fueled, but they're just an example of making, you know, watery type stuff taste better. Because when you're in ketosis, you need more fluids. So don't be afraid to mix it up. And if you want it to taste sweet like candy, this for me helps. You know, I don't always want to be, you know, super healthy with like fruit juice type drinks. Sometimes I want like the candy flavors. And these can be a fun cocktail mixer too. Hello. And this does have a little juice in it. Not that juice is good for anyone, um, but it does have some redeeming qualities in addition to being low carb. So did that get you excited? I know we went through two whole buckets already. And don't forget at the end of this, I'm gonna show you how to make my favorite dirty keto cookies. And I'm gonna show you a link to make dirty keto fried chicken. So let me just move up my next wave of examples. Lean down into there. So are you having some fun? Are you feeling like I'm removing the shame, the judgment about dieting? I hope so. I'm hoping that some of these will hit home for you and you'll go, this is amazing. I can have all these great things. I can find substitutes. You know, you can go to fast food if you want to. You can incorporate whatever level of dirty keto makes sense for you and your lifestyle, your budget, your values. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to be 100% or zero. You can kind of pick and choose what products you're willing to make little compromises on, right? Who wants to be perfect? Perfect people are boring. So let's transition now to part three, which is a show and tell of dangers. Okay. So I'm going to put out my, I had my ears earlier. Now I'm going to have my danger, danger zone. Caution. Caution. Let's go into the danger zone. <laughs> are you cracking up? Somebody should take a screenshot of this. So these are transitioning to the uh, dirty keto diet foods that for me spelled some kind of danger. I had to exercise caution. For you, it might be different, but I want to just highlight some of those issues for you, okay? Because I don't want you to be like, Stephanie said I should eat fast food all day. That's not what I said. I did not. So I want to acknowledge the fact that if you are eating, you know, dirty keto foods, I'm going to acknowledge that they potentially might be full of a bunch of weird chemicals. I said that earlier. There might be all sorts of crazy things in here. I don't know what's in here. I can't pronounce half of these words. For me, that's okay, but for you, it may not be. I don't really know if that's good or bad. You know, if I eat 50 pieces of gum, sugar-free one after the next, I don't really know what that's doing. So I'm going to be honest. There's some weird things happening in some of these products. You'll have to figure out what if that's okay with you and your health. Um, you know, I mentioned condiments, but some of these items, you know, you hear about them in Facebook groups, you hear about them on Instagram, and you're like, oh, I have to buy it all. I have to buy it all. No, no, you don't. Let me clarify that. A lot of these 
quote unquote keto items are hard to find. They involve specialty trip stores. They're expensive. Some of them, you know, they can get you hooked. What if they're not available? And then you're like, oh, I need my sugar-free ketchup. It's not here. What do I do? What do I do? You can become kind of dependent on some of these items. And then the second it's not available, then what happens? I see this all the time with the keto bread. Dun, dun, dun. Like I need a gong. Gong, gong, gong. I, I'll do a bell. There's my gong for the keto bread. Now I realize it can be a fun little treat once in a while. It can be a substitution that's like uh, maybe training wheels like we talked about earlier. But uh, look at my sale price. <laughs> Here's the thing though. I feel like um, people get really like a crutch. They get dependent on the keto bread. That's what I see at least. And folks are like, what do I do without it? And then they go to Aldi or one of these stores that sometimes has it, sometimes don't. They'll catch a sale. They fill up their whole shopping cart. And they get a little crazy about the keto bread. See, that's where I get worried. Like, if you're that obsessed about this keto bread, for me, that's like a danger sign, something to be aware of. If that's you, you know, be honest. But it, you might be creating a relationship with your keto bread that could be an excuse if it's not available. Like, what if they run out? Then what? Does that mean you quit eating healthy? You see what I'm saying? Sometimes your relationship with these foods, it might tell you, oh, wow, maybe I should kind of be cautious about, about them. Um, I think it's pretty common, too, with uh, lunch meat. For some reason, not like the hot dogs, not necessarily. But I see it more with, like, uh, pepperoni. That one, people get crazy. And they eat, like, a whole giant package, um, one after another after another. Or... They might use a product like pork rinds. Caution, caution. These are like eating chips, right? And there's not much like nutrition happening here, right? It's easy to overdo. So that is a warning sign. Um, I try to think what makes a product something to be cautious of versus something to enjoy. It's if you can stop yourself from eating it. Can you? Like if you can, then it's fine. Um, but if you're like, I have to have the Quest pizza, I have to have it, I have to have it, I have to have the Quest chips, I have to have the Quest pizza, I can't live without the Quest cookies, that might be time to like wake up and say, okay, maybe this product isn't working for me. Plus, um, a lot of these products are high in calories, low in, you know, low in anything. They're just not really giving you much. Here's another example. It's hard to stop some of these foods, right? Like I love Carb Quick just as much as the next guy. I've interviewed the president on my podcast. I've shared videos and recipes. I've included it in my cookbooks. But, but Carb Quick can be something you get like addicted to. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need my biscuits. I need my coffee cake. I need my pizza crust. I need my waffles. And before you know it, you're just going back to old habits instead of you know, evolving to eating like celery, <laughs> you know, you're eating the same old, same old, but just with a substitute. And those are high calorie products that are full of mystery ingredients and it can make you kind of dependent. Let's be real. Does anyone else have an addiction to those products like low carb baked goods? I have to really watch myself. 
you know, and we talked about being addicted to like the convenience. These are some fun little egg wraps that I found at the store. And I've heard people say they're buying five and 10 packages. Here, I'll show you what they look like. These are really good. I made crepes with them. I made an egg burrito. I made some enchiladas, but I'm not gonna let myself get hooked on them. I'm treating it with caution because they're expensive. It was like on sale, five bucks a package, but they could be up to like seven or nine. Some of these different competing brands you have to order, special order, it comes to your house in a cooler. Yeah, I'm not really interested in that. So I wanna try to have better habits where I'm breaking free of some of this reliance on foods that I know aren't gonna help me out. For example, you know, we talked about the pepperoni, you know, meat sticks. These are hard to over, you know, they're hard to stop. Yes, you stop at a, you know, convenience store. You, you walk in, you get some beef jerky, you get a meat stick, you get, you know, nuts or seeds. But if you're like me, for me anyway, these are foods I can overdo. Like I could eat a hundred of them and then keep eating. <laughs> so, you know, be aware of how you treat these items. What, what I do might be different from what you do. If you can handle it and it's not a problem, then that doesn't, you know, go in this category. But some people have unwanted side effects even though they're able to, you know, monitor themselves. But perhaps they're eating, you know, we talked about soda. A lot of folks will say, well, I know I can have soda, but when I do have it, when I have a Diet Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper, I get hungry. And for some people, it triggers an undesirable reaction like getting more hungry. So if that's happening to you, even though, you know, you quote unquote can have it, that dirty keto food might cause a problem. Um, another one that I hear a lot is like the cheese wisps or whatever you wanna call them, the little cheese thingy doos. They're like eating chips for me and I can't stop. I will eat 10,000 of these in a row. So for me, the, the unwanted side effect would be weight gain. I don't wanna do that. So I have to watch myself around those deep, dirty keto products. Um, candy, sugar-free candy, anyone? Does anyone like that? Have you ever, okay, be honest, have you ever eaten too much sugar-free candy? Be honest, what happens? <laughs> Is anyone doing the poop emoji? Because you can have like severe gastrointestinal uh, distress from overeating the sugar-free candy, especially the Atkins products or any of the sugar-free candies that have malitol. It's, it's not pretty. And I know that everyone wants the cereal, you want the... Um, keto granola, the keto ice cream. Everybody wants those things because that's what you know we're used to. But if you can break free of these or limit how much you have of them, I think you'll feel like you're being a lot more successful and you'll have less weight loss stalls. You know, I would try things like this just out of curiosity, maybe once in a while. And then I'd determine if it was that important to me. If I needed and had to have it in order to survive and be successful, then go for it. But if you find that it's just an old habit and then you can't stop, because that's what would happen to me. I'd eat like lots of these. <laughs> or, you know, you'd eat the little ice cream and you couldn't stop. Same with the cheese whisk. I learned to buy like that little tiny bag as opposed to the big bag, because I'll just eat the whole bag. Does anyone else do that? But I, I don't want to be, you know, down that crazy path. And the same thing goes for using sugar-free sweeteners. It's up to you. You got to figure out what's going to work best for you. 
But sometimes you might find that having a lot of sugar-free sweeteners in your diet, even though they're dirty keto and they're great, and it works, it's all good, you might find that it's triggering you to eat more and more and more and more and more. Kind of like me when I eat like, you know, 50 pieces of gum in a row. Clearly there's something going on here with the, the sugar-free sweeteners triggering me to, you know, not be able to stop. I'm just being honest. So the bottom line for all of the dirty keto foods is just to be aware. You know, it's not like you have to say no, you don't have to say yes, but it's just a message of being aware about what's going on and, and how it makes you feel because we're all different, right? You can still lose weight and enjoy a lot of these dirty keto diet foods that we talked about, and you're not going to feel deprived. You're not going to feel like you're missing out. And you can continue the weight loss and the dirty, lazy keto lifestyle and be successful. It's really true. But it's, it is something that you have to personalize. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So you did really good. And I promised everybody a quick demonstration about how to make my favorite, the ultimate dirty keto cookies. I'm going to reach over here and grab my supplies. Here we go. So the first thing you are going to want to have is a low-carb protein bar. Totally dirty keto, right? These are the chocolate bars from Costco. And I believe they're a total rip-off rip off, rip off of Quest uh, low-carb protein bars. That's my opinion. It's unofficial. But I like to use the chocolate brownie from Kirkland brand. And these are Costco, okay? And these have four net carbs for the whole deal. So that's the first ingredient. Second ingredient is Pam. Spray your plate. Shh, I'm demonstrating. And then take this little guy here right here. And you're going to cut it up into one, two, three, four, five, six little pieces. Six even pieces. And the plate has already been sprayed with Pam. Then you're gonna put it in the microwave. So simple, put it in the microwave and cook on high for 45 seconds. So 45 seconds, chop this up into six pieces and ta-da! You are gonna have some delicious dirty keto cookies that taste amazing. The chocolate literally melts in your mouth. You will never buy a special order keto cookie again once you figure out that these are so easy to make, okay? It's the real deal. Simple. Even my kids will try to eat them. My husband, I'm not sharing. These are all for me. <laughs> With a cup of coffee. So good. Um, so I know you guys are excited about dirty keto and dirty keto dieting tips. So I'm going to link up in the notes um, another video. That way you can watch more about how to make dirty keto fried chicken. Doesn't that sound fun? So I'm so glad everybody came today and I thank you for watching. And here's your big round of applause. Yay! Yay, 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 yay. Yes, yes, yes. Yay, yay, yay. Yay, yay, yay. Yay, 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 yay. Are you clapping for yourself? Are you laughing at me at least? I think you should because it's very funny. Come on. Life's too short. We have to have a good time while we're, you know, trying to learn all this stuff. It's like, you don't want to be perfect, do you? You want to be successful and then have a little bit of fun. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. 
Thanks so much for listening and for being part of the Dirty Lazy Keto community. I'm here to support you. I am here to help. Would you like to be notified when a new episode drops? Sign up for my free newsletter so we can keep in touch. Enter your email at dirtylazyketo.com and I'll just send you quick notifications when something new is going on. My newsletters are free, of course, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Do me a favor, tell a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Dirty Lazy Keto Podcast. I believe in you, my friend. I know you can do this. See you next week, Keto Superstars. Oh, 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 oh,